T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. The weather is finally to a temperature I can tolerate. Love that theme song, Carl. Well done. And what did I tell you this week, Mark? In the last 12 months, the number one show on television? Yellowstone? Yellowstone. Dang right. Dang right. 1883, how'd that do? It did well. Yeah. But, but not as big as the uh, home base. You know, there's... Really? A, I gotta tell you, there is a, a movie, of course, I'm, I'm searching for it in my Roku device, and I get to the uh, W of yellow, and I see a movie called Yellow Rock, and I'm like... Yellow Rock, Yellowstone, I wonder, mm, I wonder. Mm. and it's from a few years, probably five, six years ago, something like that. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> but I wonder if Kevin Costner was watching that movie, Yellow Rock, and going, I think I can do this better. Let's do this. Um, so just speaking of Yellowstone, do you see where some woman got gored by a bison this bison. week? <sighs> no. So, no. so I, you've obviously been to Yellowstone, right? I have, okay. I have. And you, and you know there are a lot of uh, wooden... Uh, uh, walkways that they've got to keep first of all to keep you off the environment i think but to keep you away from the hot springs which sure. are all over the place out there and somewhere not far from old faithful there are bison everywhere like we got out of the car and walked up a path and there'd be a bison laying there sunning itself 10 feet from you i mean they, they, they don't seem aggressive yeah they seem docile and i think that lulls people into a false sense of security this lady was from Ohio. She got within about 10 feet of one that was walking near one of those wooden paths, and it charged her, hooked her with its horn, and tossed her about 10 feet up into the air. She got a puncture wound. She was okay, I and mean, she oh, survived wow. it. Uh, but uh, that's just, speaking of Yellowstone, kind, kind of scary stuff. You always have to respect those animals. I mean, they walk among the cars sometimes during traffic. They're majestic beasts. But they're still wild. So, yeah, yeah. There was, you know what? There was a video about six months ago of a cow that was down by the hospital complex here on Kings Highway, just walking in the median. A cow. What? That's frightening. That, that I mean, if you see a cow in any city of America, you got it, it's going to alert you. I'd a be more bit. worried if it was a bull, of course, or a bear, but or a dog, even in some cases. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, wildlife is on the move. I don't know. With inflation, I'm looking at how much beef i could get out of that thing <laughs> throw a rope over its neck take it home uh, you know I, I it was the first time over memorial day weekend mark that i i went i was going to get ribeyes for the grill saw the price 
and I got brats instead because of the price. I was so mad at myself because I don't want to skimp on food. No. I mean, look at me, right? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, it was, I just, I was angered. My kids love the, particularly my son, the boar's head roast beef. Yes. London broil, right? And at the schnooks where I shop, it used to be 12 maybe twelve ninety nine a pound and sometimes it was on sale for eleven ninety nine a yes. pound. I'm there the other day, it was sixteen ninety nine a pound. Wow. Like they're trying to convince you not to buy it, in other words. I there's no way it costs that much more to ship it there. Uh, so I don't know what well, what's hold on, going hold on. on. It, it does cost more to ship it. Well that's... it does cost more but it costs gas. that much more? It's it's up four dollars a a pound, and that's how much a gallon of gas that's is. Crazy. Well, and you've seen the diesel prices. That's frightening. The oh, diesel shortage forecast that they have. There's so much going on, but but we still have the respite of you know this program talking about Second Amendment and talking about the great outdoors because you in this in this beautiful area of the country you don't have to go far to find beauty. True. Ele- Elephant Rock Park. Have you ever been there? I have. Oh, it's Isn't gorgeous. That great? Yeah. Uh, Johnson shut-ins. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable scenery. Unbelievable things to do and not too far away. So that's good. But bring hot dogs. Don't bring steaks. <laughs> and you might see a bear. <laughs> well, that, that's true. Uh, big headlines this week. Uh, again, Tulsa. They had a, a shooting at a hospital. Uh, it, of course, mainstream media was all over it. Another mass shooting going on. And and now I'm really, and I think a lot of Americans are paying attention to how the news is delivered. I hope. because Well, because it is different. It is certainly different uh, through the different sources but you can almost see how they're writing the narrative. And of course, uh, I, I pull up one story, and I sent it to you guys, uh, about uh, Justin Trudeau just two years ago. Uh, basically outlawed ARs. And now he's coming after the handguns. Dude, that's our neighbor. And they, they, don't have the hand, they don't have the gun violence that, they, that we do in this country up there. But it's not because of less guns. It's, it's, it's also because of... The political divide that we're living in would you agree no yeah but that maybe well there's a whole lot that plays into what's causing this violence fewer people the, too. The, the, but, but but ignoring what's going on in canada is is a mistake because look at their health care uh, issues up there and yes. people will say well they've got national health care why don't we have it down here i mean that's so and people are going to say well they've banned this gun or they've stopped the sale of handguns why don't we do that down here because we have a constitutional right to have those things yes they don't have that for our personal protection and, and we've got a person who's in charge of this country right now who doesn't even understand uh ballistics and goes on television and just tells flat out lies about the difference between a 22 and a nine millimeter and this is high velocity we don't need these rounds we don't need you know what what he doesn't understand is that's probably the most common round in america now in terms of people buying a concealed carry weapon to to protect themselves or maybe just if they carry a sidearm and they hunt many people are are um uh, you know carrying a nine millimeter I, i i it's just it's a basic ignorance of firearms and how people abuse them. You're right. And and I believe that there's a lot of Americans that get their information about guns from movies, right? Yes. You remember the sure. audio clip of Joe Biden saying, all you got to do is step out on your back porch and shoot the shotgun a couple of times. Fire two blasts. Fire two blasts. That's what it was. Uh, I wish I had the soundbite because he did say that. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's not what you do. No. That's so dangerous. Just like people shooting fire or shooting guns on New Year's Eve or or July 4th. They do it now uh, just to celebrate. And to to your point uh, on the media coverage, 
I I did watch CBS uh, this morning, one morning this week, and and Gail King, who's all in on banning guns and everything else, she's just a complete uh, loon when it comes to that stuff. But she was, um, you know, referring to the the um, mass shooting in Tulsa and comparing it to what happened in Texas and comparing it to what happened in Buffalo and lumping it in, from what we know as as we talk here. That was some sort of a, a domestic situation where the the end of it was not a random shooting. They want to lump every shooting in America into a mass shooting if it involves three or four people. Most of those are are gang related crimes. You know how many people died in Chicago last month? I, I don't know the number, but it's it's always horrifying to hear. Sixty. <laughs> Sixty people died of homicide in Chicago in the month of May. As of June 2nd, because I did this story earlier in the week, uh, there were two more. So there were a total of 62 for the month of May and the first couple of days of June. It's, I'm sure it's gone up by now. Um, where were the headlines on that? Could you, 62 people shot dead in in one major city in America, but all the protests are elsewhere in the country right. because those don't fit the narrative. Could you imagine if uh, when we were in Afghanistan, our military was there, if we were hearing 62 soldiers dying in a weekend? These are all humans. These are all Americans. Right. And, and why... Why the narrative of the mainstream media doesn't focus on that? It's and the and the, most of those shootings are from illegal gun owners. Well, pay attention to, to the headlines. Uh, the, I call them the Gang of Nine. The, the, and with immigration a few years ago, it was a Gang of Eight. Yep. Now it's a Gang of Nine. Lindsey Graham is right in the middle of it. They're negotiating on your Second Amendment rights and what they think they can pass in Congress. And they're coming hard. Sure they are. Yeah. And and they're not going to get the AR ban that they want, but they're going to try to institute red flag laws and and, and mental mental health background checks, which I think they, they need to strengthen that stuff, but not in the way that they're doing it. Because what you're going to end up doing is rounding up people who have PTSD or something like that from their service time, and those people are going to be banned from owning firearms, and that's not what needs to happen. A here. lot of people uh, that uh, get the medical marijuana card yeah. don't realize that they cannot uh, purchase a firearm after you acquire them unless that. they lie on their 4473 there yeah. could be there could be that scenario with psychotic medications as well it's a good point but it's hard to police but we've got computers good point good i don't point. know lot to lot to digest you bet uh, coming up on second amendment radio on the great outdoors we're going to talk about bears and what you need to watch out for because they've been spotted more and more in the state of missouri we got somebody for the missouri department of conservation coming up T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela. 
is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox, Bo Matthews, Carl Middleman is here. Yes, he is. This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. I just talked to Jesse at Razorback, and they have an AR Shooters Pack. If you want uh, a great deal, it's uh, for eight hundred and fifty dollars. You get the weapon, you get uh, a red dot optic, you get the ear protection, eye protection, the case, the uh, cleaning mat, the lubes and oils you need. Eight fifty out the door. Check them out. RazorbackArmory.com. They will be glad to get you in and uh, and loaded up to head to the range. Nice. Uh, sounds like something worth looking into. A yeah, bit. they said it was valued at over like twelve hundred bucks. I'm sure. So that's a deal. I'm sure. Uh, so uh, everyone should have one of those in their collection. By the way, I'll just uh, point out, <laughs> okay. including you, Bo. Matthews. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so we. It's just weird that we were talking about this uh, earlier, which had been in the news. The story of uh, a bear chasing somebody down the road in their car, trying to race them or something. I'm not sure exactly what they were trying to do. Give me those french fries! (laughs) But the issue of bears uh, has come up uh, just in the news recently uh, because they're on the move right now. And we wanted to invite Nathaniel Bowersock on with the Missouri Department of Conservation to talk a little bit more about this. We're seeing them uh, closer and closer to the uh, greater St. Louis area here. Nathan, welcome in. Yeah, thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, it's a good, good stuff. Um, I'm assuming you did. You guys report on this, or did you see the story uh, of the of the bear that was uh, running down the road the other day? You know, funny enough, I just heard about that. We're uh, we're running around doing a bunch of different stuff with our, our bear population now. So there's some reports that uh, just haven't gotten to me quite yet. So I'm I'm kind of fascinated to hear uh, the whole whole story. Well, it is frightening. Ironically, my mother-in-law, who lives in upstate New York, just sent a picture of a brown bear on her patio, and it looked to be about 500 pounds. Um, and, and hibernation is ending, so they're, they're getting out and they're moving, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, our, our black bears here in Missouri, you know, they've, they've been starting to come out of their dens uh, in, in April-ish, and, and uh, females with cubs are definitely out and about now. We're getting lots of reports of people seeing females with their little cubs of the year, and, you know, th- this time of the year, bears are moving around a lot. You know, they're looking for, for food. Um, just because they're trying to get that weight back on for next year. And, and then we're actually just starting to enter the, the mating season. So uh, males are looking for females that don't have cubs so they can, you know, try to start that process all over again with new cubs. <laughs> so this is a question that's always intrigued me. Um, how do you 
estimate the bear population. We obviously we have indications, we have physical evidence that the numbers are increasing because you're more likely to hear reports of them in the areas surrounding, well, even in St. Louis County, I think we've had reports. I know out in the Wildwood area last year it seems like there were reports of of a bear out there, a black bear. How do, how do in the world do you estimate how many there are? Yeah, so there's a, there's a number of ways we estimate the population. You know, our, our initial population model that we use started with a, a DNA hair snare study, which means we set up these barbed wire snares out in the field, and we hope bears walk into them and pulls their hair out, and then we can do a genetic analysis and, and allows us to estimate the population. And so we initially did that in, in uh, 2010, but we actually are doing that study over now just to see how well our models are doing at, at predicting the bear population. And we're also we're collaring bears and, and tracking them to their den so we can also uh, assess their recruitment. So how many bear, you know, cubs do they have each year? Do those cubs survive to adulthood? And that helps us, you know, really get a, a decent estimate of, of how many bears we have in Missouri. And do you guys, uh, do you guys actually come face to face? I mean, if you're following them back home, uh, are you, are you, are you having encounters with you guys at the uh, Missouri conservation department? You know, we, as far as hiking around in the woods, running into them, you know, it's not not very often. You know, we usually hike around in groups. We make noises, but when you know when we we trap the animals, or you know when we're tracking them in the field, every once in a while when we're tracking in, especially to their den areas, you know, we we uh, occasionally do run into them. But you know, we make sure we keep our space from them and and give them plenty of room so they can do their own thing. Yeah, you know, Nathan uh, uh, Mark Cox here again, and we're talking to Nathan Bowersock, by the way, from the Missouri Department of Conservation. If you're just tuning in. When I went out to Montana uh, last summer and the summer before and we're hiking and they've got all the warnings out there about, you know, how to make noise when you're when you're hiking so that you don't surprise a bear. You'll say things like, hey, bear, every once in a while, just like out loud. Does that work? I, well, I don't know if it works or not, but I didn't see any. Do bears. they speak English? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. I, so I actually just started in my position here in April, and and I actually came from working with bears in Montana and Wyoming, oh, okay. both black bears and grizzly bears. And and I tell I'll tell you, yeah, yelling out loud, saying things like "Hey, bear!" clapping your hands, singing loudly. Um, you know, it just lets the bears know you're there. And and uh, I, you know, for all the times I was in in the heart of bear country, you know, I I had very few close counters with them and part of that's from making lots of noise out in the woods okay well, somebody out there was joking that the bear spray that you carry is actually like a breath a breath mint for some of those bears is it a, <laughs> or a seasoning for you is it effective or not in your opinion <laughs> you know bear spray is a very effective tool to help deter uh, a a negative interaction so okay. you know out west with uh with especially like grizzly bears it's a very important tool to hike around with um here in missouri you know i i wouldn't dissuade people from carrying it you know you know, the important thing, though, is if you decide to carry bear spray, know how to use it. Um, it's it's mainly, you know, what but the pepper spray does, a bear spray does, it sends a cloud out in front of you. And, and the hopes is that if a bear is charging at you, that'll get run into that cloud, it'll get in its eyes and its nose, and it'll stop it from, from getting at you. Um, but it's not something you spray on yourself to keep the bear away. If anything, <laughs> it'll just cause burns. And uh, we, I know of people have done that, and they had to go to the hospital. And you don't want to spray it on your tent or anything else, because oh. it is potent stuff. So um, it, it, it is an effective tool to help 
prevent uh, a negative interaction with a bear, but um, it's definitely something not to fool around with, though, yeah, either. T- t- ten times nastier than than the pepper spray you might buy at the convenience store to carry in your on your in your on your person or something. But here's the other thing I, that I was watching, and and I know I'm down a I'm going down a road here that for the most part we don't have to worry about because we don't really have aggressive bears in Missouri. I guess you might run across one. But out there, when you watch the videos on using that bear spray, what they'll also show you in the video is you also have to be aware of the climate conditions. Because if it's windy, this bear spray will sometimes shoot 30 feet but if it, but if it's windy, obviously you don't want to be within thirty feet of a mad bear, right? But if it's windy, it might blow it all to one side and do you no good, and then you're standing there with an empty can of bear spray, or block, or hit you and immobilize oh. you, so dinner's a little easier to get. It's like the drive-through. Um, yeah, you know that's that's what you know that's exactly where you know knowing to knowing how to use that spray and and, and knowing the situation. You know, yeah. uh, you know here in Missouri, yeah, I think you hit it on the the head. You know, we don't really have many aggressive animals and and really if we have bears that are behaving with less fear of people it's because they they likely got unnatural food so people have left their garbage out or the bears getting into livestock feed or bird feed and and it learns hey people have some really nice food that i don't have to work hard for they can lose their fear and so that's where you you could have um the potential for something to develop but so far we have been lucky enough that um people have been very good about listening um to suggestions we give them if, if a bear does show up in the area and you know when we encourage anyone if they do hear that there's bear activity in the area to make sure that you know unnatural smells that might attract the bear um, are, are taken care of so that we can prevent any of those situations from happening. All right, that is the voice of uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation, Nathaniel Bowersock. Uh, I, I I really uh, have to believe that urban sprawl. I mean, because construction has not slight you know slowed up during the pandemic, and and people are also coming out of their hibernation, so they may just go off to <laughs> a park out West County or something like that. If you don't have bear spray. Uh, if you if you don't have a firearm, what do you do? I mean, I've always heard you don't run away from a bear, and if you do, you got to run uh, downhill. Is that true? You just have to run faster than the person next to you, both. Oh, that, okay. Oh, that's me, the key. Note to self: run faster than Mark Cox. <laughs> Yeah, well, running, run, number one, yeah, running anytime, whether it's a bear or any predator, never run. Uh, that's just, it, it's just a, a bad can of worms there for you to get into. But uh, yeah, and you, the big thing you want to do is you want to stand your ground. You want to stay as calm as you can, which sounds kind of crazy when you're face to face with a bear. But the big thing is if you're calm, the bear can sense your, your, how you're reacting. So if you try to stay calm as best you can, Start talking to it in a, in a, a calming manner and, and start backing up. You know, we're not saying run, but just take slow steps. The more more space you put between you and the bear, it helps diffuse the situation. If you call, talk calmly to the bear, the bear will will potentially see you as not a threat. And I heard and you're so, supposed to go side uh, to side rather than in a straight line. What? Uh, you know, honestly, just putting space. You don't need to do a side to side by any means. Um, and you know, I've I've heard this myth of you know, oh, if you run downhill or uphill, a bear can't follow you. And it, that's not true. Bears are very fast, and and a slope is not going to slow it down. And uh, they they can run extremely fast. So you'll never outrun it, anyways. <laughs> so the big thing is walking slowly backwards away from that bear, and you'll you'll probably be in a better situation. Yeah, like the like the people in Phelps County, which is the story. I made reference to earlier where the the people posted video of a bear running next to a truck 
Oh, like geez. running alongside of the truck. Fortunately, the people oh, were in the truck. And the Phelps County Sheriff's Department said that they're they're investigating it today. They were on bear patrol down in the Newburgh area, um, and uh, they you know they 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 went into some of your warnings about you know just be careful and make sure there's no food uh, left out and and that sort of thing. You know the other thing that may be interesting for us to mention, particularly since you worked up in Montana and, and Wyoming and all that, is that. Not all black bears are black, and 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 they would warn you when you're up there that if you just because you see a bear that happens to look brown, it didn't necessarily mean it was a grizzly bear, which we wouldn't be dealing with down here anyway. But they come in all colors, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, totally. So our our black bears, you know, the American black bear, you know, that you think of as the black bear with the brown nuz- muzzle, but you know, they can be in all sorts of shades. They can be, you know, almost a, a bleach blonde color. And then into more of a brown, you know, kind of a cinnamon color, we call it, uh, dark brown, and then obviously black. But then you can even see some bears that have, uh, you know, almost like a calico-y kind of mix of black and brown fur in there. Wow. So they can they can really range in color. And so, yeah, some folks, you know, they see an all-brown bear walking around Missouri and think, oh, shoot, we got a grizzly. It's not <laughs> yeah, a grizzly bear, folks. It's yeah. just a brown black bear. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I do want to mention, uh, you know, food, garbage cans, things like that. A lot of people uh, that listen to this program live rurally or have properties that are rurally mm-hmm. let's talk about that because there matter of fact there's a dumpster uh behind a, a building of a guy that i know owns and there's a there's a, a, a like a lever that goes over the lids so i guess mm-hmm. it's to keep the bears out but let's talk about that and it's not just for camping you got to worry about your food it's even at, at home if you live rurally Oh, totally, totally. And so, yeah, you know, I know some places, you know, you, you know, garbage pickup is in the morning and some folks have to leave early and so they put their trash out at night. But, you know, that, that just leaves the possibility for a bear to come around and sniff through your trash and, and, uh, and you know, get an easy food reward. And so, you know, especially when there's known bear activity, it's important to keep that trash stored as secure as possible until the last moment that it goes out on the curb. And, uh, and that includes, you know, even, you know, your bird feeders. I, you know, I'm a birder myself. I love seeing the birds come into the backyard and, and see them up close. But if a bear starts to figure out you got bird feeders and, and starts feeding on the, the bird seed, you know, they'll not only disturb your feeders, but if you got a sack of, of feed out there, they're going to eat that too. And so it's important to keep your bird feed uh, secure, whether it's in your house, in your garage or whatnot. And then if the bears are coming around to your feeders, you either need to remove them or hang them at least 10 feet off the ground and four feet away from a building to make it extremely difficult for a bear to get at. That was the picture my mother-in-law sent to my wife, and I'm going to try and have her send it to me. Uh, the bear actually went after a hummingbird feeder, which is, you know, sweet nectar. And it was it, mm-hmm. it, it reached up, she got that picture, and then next thing you know, it's on the ground licking the actual oh, bird the, feeder. Yeah, well, there's the sweet water or whatever, you, sugar water you got in there yeah. probably is what yeah. they're attracted to. Well, that's good. Oh, so, yeah, yeah uh, Nathan, well, listen, we appreciate uh, your advice there because, you know, Bo Matthews lives out, what, in Jefferson County? Yeah. You're yeah. in Jefferson County, right? Yeah. Paradise, uh, you know, Paradise with a with a, with a pond where he apparently skinny dips and all that stuff. And I would hate for him to be surprised one day crawling out of the water and, and seeing a, a bear standing there. He needs these tips. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Why is that? Because nobody can see me anyway. You don't even have to bring it up. The bears can see me. Well, That's the bear. I'm, I'm worried about your health there. That's yeah, all. you're worried about the bear seeing me. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm done with you. <laughs> all right. Uh, Nathan Bowersock with the Missouri Department of Conservation. Uh, we appreciate your time. I'm assuming some of these tips can be found on uh, the the state website, right? 
Yeah, yeah. If you go to mdc.mo.gov, we have uh, a number of information about, you know, the just basic facts about bears, but also, uh, you know, we, we are paired up with the Bear Vault Wise Council, and so they have a lot of great information about how to keep your, your property safe from bears, how to properly food, uh, store your food, and, and they're just a great organization that we, we pair with. And so, yeah, check out the MDC website for more bear information, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm around, so if people have questions or do see bears, you know, you can report those sightings right there on the MDC website, and uh, I am the guy that will get those reports. You guys do a great job, by the way. Just hats off to you. Oh, thank you so much. You bet. Uh, Nathan Bowersock, Missouri Department of Conservation. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, hey, thanks, guys, for having me. You bet. Absolutely. And good luck with your report to us with your next bear sighting. How about that? That's, that's fantastic. All right. You too. Thank you. Not not no, no bow skinny dipping <laughs> sightings need to be reported to the MDC. Just for the Nobody record. Nobody will see you anyway. It's yeah, uh, let's hope. hidden by trees. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next, uh, Jason Reynolds is going to join us. He's got that monster mobile aquarium that he's going to be bringing up. And uh, we're going to talk about this huge event, the 33rd Annual Two Rivers Family Fishing Fair. Coming up on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. an opportunity to go see some pretty cool stuff. Uh, you get some fishing in, get the kids out there at Paramarquette State Park near Grafton. That is uh, uh, next weekend, the 11th, and we had the folks on from uh, Illinois and Paramarquette to talk about this uh, last uh, show, I believe, wasn't it? The last time? Or t- maybe two weeks, weeks ago. ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, yeah we were talking to, to, our, uh, to our friend. Scott, uh, Isringhausen. Scott Isringhausen about it. Is he? They call him. But the cool thing <laughs> about about this is the, the like the big mobile fishing tank that's going to be there. Oh, I've got questions, buddy. I've got questions. Jason Reynolds is joining us. Uh, he is the guy that has that four thousand gallon mobile aquarium uh, stocked with a whole Come bunch on. of f- uh, fish species yeah, found right. on the Illinois River. Can you hear us? Okay, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is correct. And I've got a question for you too. Which one of you are? The better fisher person. Totally me. Absolutely. <laughs> totally me. He's from Minnesota. <laughs> you got a challenge for me or what? Well, all I'm saying is if, if uh, anyone else that don't know anything about catching fish of any species, they need to be out at the Two Rivers Family Fishing Fair, just like you guys said, Junie Lefton, near Grafton. Everything and anything you're going to want to know about fishing is going to be available. He's talking and to you, Mark. It's, it's, <laughs> Can Mark even spell fish? <laughs> oh, I, no. oh, come on, man. So when I was little, the, when I was little, my my uh, CB handle was big fish. Oh. I used to fish a lot when I was little. I didn't I did, know that. Many hey, years ago. Hey, Bo, Bo, you know, you know he's on his right way to being a fisherman because he's already lying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Big fish over here. I'm, that's your new nickname for me. We're going to keep. The, we're going to resurrect that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. Okay, so I'm going to just ask the question. Get it out of the way, because I asked the question when we talked to the folks from Pierre Marquette. Jason Reynolds, uh, has anybody ever attempted to jump into your 4,000-gallon tank? We ain't got enough time for me to tell you guys the stories that I have traveled. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's the show. That's a yes. <laughs> that is. <clears throat> hey, uh, I got uh, about 
4 o'clock in the morning one time in West Virginia, I was doing the ending summer opening campus of West Virginia Wolverines in the state police, knocked on my door and said, there's four co-eds in your fish tank, butt naked, and we need to have you get them out fresh charges. And, and they, when I got them out, they didn't want it. They wanted it covered up. It's an aquarium that you can see through. But, um, yeah, there's lots of stories as people jumped in there. But, but guys, I got to tell you, this event is, is so fun, and, and it's, the, it's the largest free. And that's the best part about it. It's free. It's a free fishing. These kids are starting restaurant at uh, 10 o'clock. You can start restaurant at 10 o'clock. And bring your mom and dad, your your family, your neighbors. They get uh, thirty different stations that they get to attend. And each one of these stations is all about fishing. Whether it's hook time, uh, fish cleaning, live jackets, casting. Um, there's a there's a, a station that you can get your picture taken when you catch a bluegill. Yeah. Um, here's here. Mark could be probably could do this. There's a <laughs> station that. Uh, that uh, you can catch a trout, and it's almost a given, and then you can have the trout cleaned, and then all in about 15 minutes, you can cook and prepare the trout and oh, eat it. That sounds outstanding. It really does sound like a hey, good time. That that's a um, If you tell me I'm almost guaranteed to catch one, I'm going to have to come <laughs> up there. <laughs> hey, well, all right, let me tell you the last part about the trout pond. At the end of it, you know, there's still like – like two or three hundred trout left. This is a big. This is a big pond, and uh, it's like a swimming pool. Yeah. And at the end of it, they drain it till it's about a foot high, and they let all the kids get in and try to catch them by hand. <laughs> oh wow! That sounds like a good time. And, oh, it's cool. And I, obviously, I'm as a longtime married man. I'm not asking for myself, but where's the co-ed station? <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got. Uh, who is it? The, the Lodge Brothers Band in Wild Heart. So you know there's going to be a lot of country girls there. They're going to be they're going to be singing. They're going to be singing and dancing. Uh, like I said, you can get food on site right there. There too, cheeseburgers, hot dogs, hot chicken strips. Um, let's see. Let me tell you. Oh, oh, I got to tell you about the raffles. They got raffles. They're giving away a gun this year. They're giving away uh, a kayak. And uh, the new guy that's coming in, Alex Lee, with uh, who's he with? He's with uh, Twisted Cat Outdoors. He's going to have his tournament boat there, and plus, he's going. They're going to wrap off a guided fishing trip with Alex. Oh nice. wow! And and, and, we, and again, we do want to mention, hey, uh, Jason, we do want to mention this is a free event. They expect thousands of people to show up, and during the pandemic, during the last couple of crazy years. People really did rediscover or discover, like Mark. I'm sorry, big fish. Uh, what what fishing is all about and how great it is. I mean, you you teach a, a person to fish. See, now I'm already ch- changing myself. You teach a man to fish, they can eat for a lifetime. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There you go. There you go. Hey, hey, Bo. I fished professionally for 30 years. I made the top 100s on the Bassmasters Trail. And um, I, 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 God, I only knows how many money I've won, but um, several, several hundred thousand dollars. But I can tell you, I can catch a man to a fish, teaching to how to fish, and I probably spent a million and a half dollars learning how to do it. <laughs> Jason, have, have you ever uh, have you ever encountered a professional female fisher woman? 
Yes, yes, special person. Are they are they are are they big in the in the circuits out there? The crappie and the bass and all that. They 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 have a professional uh, women's circuit, and and uh, bassmasters allow them to enter their tournaments too. Um, You know, you know the thing about it, and and Bo and Mark. Here's the cool thing about the outdoors. whether it be a bass, a catfish, a bluegill, you know, they don't care if we're a man or a woman. They don't care what color we are. They don't care how old we are. You know, it's 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 just a neat thing to do and get involved in the outdoors. And like you said, because of the pandemic, there's been a whole lot. It's because people had time, you know. Yeah. People had more time. You know, they, they had to cut down on social media. Um, I'm in Dallas, Texas, as we speak, doing a, a big, big, big show, and we've had great, great crowds. And uh, I want to say this last thing for uh, you guys uh, let me go. Thank you for letting me be a guest. And, and please bring your kids and try to attend. I think I'm doing uh, two high-flying retriever dog shows, oh, which nice. my tank is my tank is 4,000 gallons, and uh, IDNR, the fishing part, is going to be catching fish out of the Illinois River and the Mississippi River, and I'll have uh, just about every species of fish um, in that tank, and we do a fish identification course also, okay? And I will also, this thing, now guys, think about this. This thing is 50 foot long. It's 11 foot tall. I will be up on top of it. It's got a small boat as a platform. I'll be up there doing uh, fishing demos and showing showing uh, how to catch how to catch bass, and I guess that, that's what Mark probably needs to attend that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We both his, need to go. <laughs> his, 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 IQ, his IQ level will, will go through off the charts. He'll be saying, holy big bass. His head's going to explode then, if that happens. And then the, the finale is the high fine retrievers is a family fun. I get the kids involved. I, I, I teach just a few minutes of dog training, a few minutes of discipline. And, and then the dogs run up a 15-foot ramp, and they, they do high jumps. Now, keep in mind, guys, this is 7-foot tall, and the, and the inside of the water from width to width is 2-foot, uh, but it's 50-foot in length. And, and, and I get the kids involved, and they get wet, they get splashed on, and, and they all participate. The mom and dad's laughing and giggling. I mean, this, this, this is something you guys just do not want to mess. I mean, I mean borrow a car. Get a truck, ride a boat, all your neighbor's Volkswagen. You just got to get there. That's great. My here's my question. I know you you probably you have to haul the thing up here empty, right? How do you fill it up? Yes, Will sir. you fill yes. it up with water out of the river? Well, well, Mark, I, I can do it several different ways. Um, we do it with the fire department. We put oh, the water fire up. department. It okay. takes me. It, well, and it takes me three days, you know, to set it all up. It's it's a big event. I mean, um, uh. You know, just just my aquarium takes me about three days. I mean, I set up deer antlers and I put fish. I got some ducks on it and signs and sound systems and everything. Um, Scotty, Scotty is in Ravenhouse, and like you said, Bo, uh, 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 Izzy, him and Holbrook is is. I talked to him earlier this morning. They're on the pier at Marquette State Park as we speak, working on it. And of course, they can't do it by themselves. They got. They got volunteers out the wazoo. Oh sure. yeah. Um, sure. You know, How many of these events do you do in a year, Jason? Are you, I mean, you're like a rock star everywhere you go. Well, uh, I thank you for saying that. I, it's gotten to where it uh, I have to hide a lot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I know. If, Big if fish I, over here want, knows what that feels like. <laughs> if I want to smoke a cigar and and, and enjoy a, a, a blue cat, I have to I have to hide. But um, I, I've done it. 
I've been pretty blessed. I mean, I've got a really, really phenomenal job. I've got to go from the United States, from the East Coast, New York City to Los Angeles 150 times. Back and forth, Canada to Old Mexico, I've got to sit with four different presidents. Um, I, I've been around a little bit. Uh, Ted Nugent talked about, you know, I know a lot of your listeners are out of St. Louis. Yeah. And, man, I encouraged, I, gosh, I encouraged them guys to come up because I'm, I, it, it's just, I mean, I think it's maybe, maybe an hour. Bo and Mark, you probably know more about this. I, I, it's maybe an hour to grab. And, and, and the drive is so beautiful. It's scenic. Probably less than that. Oh, it's way not less. bad yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. Depending on where you are and in the sound of our our voices right now. But listen, uh, Jason, it's a uh, it's thrill to have you on here, my friend. Thank you. Is there any place online we can find video of what you do, uh, just kind of as a teaser before people come up next weekend? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fetch F E T C H N as in Nancy Fish. Okay. Fetch and Fish Promotions, and you can YouTube. There's all kinds of junk on there. Um, <laughs> Um, there's some cool stuff on there. And, and like I said, uh, uh, man, I, I hope your listeners take advantage of this because you you can you, you can get there free. There's good parking. If you don't want to walk, they got shuttles, um, anything and everything to do with, with uh, uh, fishing and outdoors. It's, it's just a it's a family fun event. I mean, that's why they call it the Two Rivers Family Fishing Fair, and it's free. I yeah. love that part. No, I love that part. No fishing license, no gear. You don't need any of that stuff. That's, that's, uh, that's correct. Yeah. That's, that's correct. You're, you're exactly right. You know, I mean, I mean, it's uh, it's it's. Uh, I'll tell you what, guys. If if you, these family members and these listeners that got kids or nephews or grandchildren, if they show up, they will put it on their calendar to be there every. Uh, it's always the first week of June. They will be there every event from here on out yep and the pair of marquette is such a beautiful park to begin with you know it's kind of like the arch i mean we we take it for granted it's right there pier marquette <laughs> is the same it's right yes, there sir. we do we bypass it all the time uh but yeah make it a point to go out there it is a uh, june 11th pier marquette state park free and it's for the family just everybody should come on out uh jason yes, pleasure sir. talking to you buddy thanks so much for uh, for telling those stories and and revealing what uh, mark cox uh, nickname <laughs> hey, is we- uh, Bo and Mark, when if we ever get a chance to get off there, I'll tell you some other stories. <laughs> okay, I can't wait. I can't wait. He's got one or two, I'm thinking. So it's Bo and Big Fish right. here on Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank All right. You, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jason. hope to get to meet you sometime. Jason Reynolds there. He's He'll be out at Pier Marquette next weekend. Be sure you get up there. You can uh, contact the Two Rivers National Wildlife Refuge, by the way, 618-883-2524 is their phone number. All right. Share the show. Share the podcast with people that are uh, supporters of the Second Amendment and the great outdoors. What a concept, huh? Like uh, Bo and the Big Fish. You dang, that's <laughs> Dude, that's... All week long, you, you Carl, fish. you need to change all the imaging for the Mark Cox Morning Show, the Big Fish Morning Show. Thank you. I'm telling you, great Appreciate movie that. too, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening. See you next weekend. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.